Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. Welcome to the third instalment of EHE's weekly podcast. I'm your chair, Georgia Kirks. I'm joined by EHE Capital co-founders, Guy Remond and Gary Fletcher. This week, Gary and Guy will be discussing the tech-driven economy, why tech and tech-led companies will increasingly drive the economy in the future. Guys, over to you. Yeah, thanks, Georgia. So the reason we chose this particular topic is because it's kind of, we think it's, it's so important in the kind of companies that, you know, we want to work with and engage with. You know, it's our belief that there'll be more technological change in the next 10 years than in the last 50 so companies have to be ready for this change and they have to understand about not just what technology can do now, but what technology is going to be able to do in the future. Because if they've got that understanding, their strategies will be more aligned with you know, what is going to happen and they can make use of these changes in technology as things improve. So it's really important. And I think what we want to do in this podcast really is just discuss and chew the fat over the types of changes that are going to happen over the next, you know, I don't know, 10 years or so. Take a look at EHE's view on tech. EHE, just as a reminder, stands for Entrepreneurs Help Entrepreneurs. And that's the basis for these podcasts. We really want to try and share information that will be really useful for the entrepreneurial community. And, and then finally, we want to, you know, after we've taken what EHE's view is on tech and how we're using it, actually, we do eat our own dog food, I promise, how do companies, you know, what resources are available for these companies to go to or read or, you know, whatever to source this information and stay ahead of the curve and make the right decisions for the future? So, you know, as I said, there will be more technical change in the next 10 years than in the last 50. And I think that companies that don't embrace technology will probably not be here in 10 years' time. You know, companies that almost steadfastly refuse to adopt technology will just not last. And the ones that adopt technology in the right way and understand technology will thrive. And the others might just do okay. So you want to be in that thrive community, really. I've got a quote from Tom Cheeseright. Tom is a a reasonably famous UK-based futurist. His quote, which I really like, is that there are no analog businesses anymore. Technology mediates almost every transaction, from the high street baker to the global bank. Every business is investing more in technology to overcome the competitive challenge of high-frequency change. What he says is is absolutely spot on. You know, technology touches every business, whether they like it or not, in the way that they, you know, they pay the suppliers, in the way that they communicate with the customers. There's, you know, everyday businesses engage using technology in many different ways and it's how you make the best use of that technology that I'd like to really talk about now and final point really before just you know seeing what Gary thinks to all this I think you know artificial intelligence it's been around since as has virtual reality by the way they've both technology has been around since the 1980s but the reality is being so they've demanded such high, you know, they've cost so much money and they've needed such high cost hardware to run. They've been unachievable for most companies. So, you know, Moore's law has ensured that over the last 25 years or so that, you know, computing power has doubled every year. 
And what that does, it drives, it democratizes their compute power and it's driven the cost of computing down. Now, there's actually now more technology in an iPhone than there is or that there was in the space uh, station when it was launched uh, all those years ago. It's just incredible what people have at their disposal nowadays compared to what it used to be like. So things like, you know, artificial intelligence is being used in the real world to make a real difference. Virtual reality is getting to the stage now where it is a usable technology and will only improve more and more over the next few years. There's billions being poured into both those technologies. And then there's robotics. You know, you look at some of the stuff that people like Boston Robotics are doing. It's just incredible. And, you know, Cardo is a great example of an e-commerce warehouse provider that is driven almost entirely by robots. I watched a program on it the other week and it was just super impressive. And, you know, we're going to get more and more into that. And, you know, car production is largely controlled by robots nowadays as well. It's going to affect every single part of our lives and it's going to bring the cost of doing things down. Gary, I mean, what's your thoughts on all of this? Well, I think you're particularly tuned into this based on your background, which I think is really enlightening to hear you talk with passion about it. I'm a little bit more of a a stand back and look, but recognise how critical it is. And it's in every part of the business. I was fortunate this year to be a judge on Entrepreneur of the Year. And almost every company that came forward as a good example of business and entrepreneurs just bypass that traditional high street. You know, they get a product and they take it direct to the consumer because the distribution channels are very easy. So are the digitization and the platforms on the website. So it's very common, as Tom Cheeseman says, the high street, you know, used to have a wholesaler, a retailer and lots of middlemen. Now they're just being completely bypassed. Get your product, get it out to the market with an authentic story and, you can see that in the marketplace, how it's changing. So it's very hard to see how EHD Capital would invest in an old bricks and mortar company. You can only see fast growth coming from digitization, e-commerce, social media, use of all these. And there's loads of good examples. I think one of the ones in the program was a company called Gymshark, which is a brilliant example gone from nowhere to billions in a very short period of time using social media and all the modern tools that are available. And now they're competing with some of the major brands in the world, which is, you know, that's the model, if you like, of going forward. I think one of the things I'll give myself credit for, as you talk about the digital world, enrolled in a program called A360, which is Peter Diamandis in California, and we go there every year, go with Guy, and we find out what's happening in the future because it's really important to understand what's coming so you can position your business to take advantage from it or your life. And probably close to a decade I've been doing that and got some really fantastic insights. And one of the things that EHE Capital wants to do is to bring some of that knowledge that Guy and I gain out there and through the year and share it with the budding entrepreneurs to help them become informed and help them see what's coming in the future and position themselves accordingly. You see, I knew, I knew you were a closet geek, Gary. I mean, I'm out, right? I'm a geek. I know I am. And I'm okay with that. And I'm sure you're a, a budding geek. Well, I think that's right, because I am a closet geek, because I'm really keen to find out. I don't like missing out on stuff. So I need to know what's coming. I need that competitive advantage, because let's be honest, how many people 
in the UK go to California and sit with really cutting-edge people and learn about the AI and all the things that we've learned over these, you know, seven or eight years, you know, there's not many. There's probably about two or three from the UK. Yeah, and I think the people that go on these, you know, that type of conference, you know, you talked about the Abundance 360 conference in California, which is the end of every January. People want to have a look at it. It's well worth going. It's expensive, but it really is good. They also do a digital version, so you might want to look at that cheaper way of doing it. And you don't have to fly, which is obviously what we're going to have to do this year, unfortunately, isn't it? Well, we can share the insights, can't we? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think one of the podcasts after the A360 conference will be all about what we've learned on that, Gary. So I think definitely a future one. I mean, yeah, okay. So you're absolutely right that, you know, retail is a great example. Retail is a front runner in the use of tech. It always has been. And you look at, you know, the way some retailers are having to play, the more traditional retailers are having to pay catch up and they're losing market share. You You know, John Lewis is a good example of that. You know, they... They're struggling compared to what they have done in the past because I believe that other companies have come along and stole some of the market share. Technology is a great leveler as well. That's an important point to make. It gives entrepreneurs more of a level playing field. Those that adopt technology have a level playing field to actually compete with the big boys. So you look at some of the retailers, the specialist retailers. You kind of mentioned a couple when you were on that entrepreneurial panel you know, I've recently bought a some jeans, something as simple as jeans from a company that I found online through social media that it, it was clear they're passionate about jeans and they know their stuff about jeans. So now I buy my jeans from them because I know they're going to be great quality. They have been put together with passion for all the right reasons. And, you know, they, how, do they get, how do they get your size? Well, I know. Is a digital I, platform for them to get the size <laughs> or do you put that in? Well, you know, you, to be honest, you could do probably using virtual reality. I'm sure there's ways that you could do uh, that. There is. There's a company in um, California, San Francisco, yeah. that actually you can online, you can get your body digitized and the genes fit. I forget the name of the company now, but it's not one of those. Yeah. So, I mean, another great example. And another one, just before we, the, my final example, before you, we move on to sort of EH view, EHE's view on tech, although we've kind of given some hints around that already. Everyone talks about Amazon, and Amazon is a brilliant e-commerce platform. It's super convenient. It's like the Argos of Argos used to be. You know, you used to go to Argos knowing you could get most things that you needed. Amazon's like that, but online and on steroids because you can get probably hundreds of times many more products from Amazon than you could from Argos. So it shows what a great platform they've developed. Not only that, they continually evolve and continually lead innovation in the retail field. So they've got the, I think they're called Amazon Go shops now, where you walk in and the cameras pick up who you are through facial recognition. You walk around, you put stuff in your basket and you walk out the shop. You do not pay any checkout or any kind of scanning. It uses computer vision technology to watch what you're taking off the shelf, watch what you've got in your basket calculate the transaction and actually put it through your Amazon account before you've walked out of the store. It's just incredible. It is. That's the game changer. Yeah, That is absolutely. definitely a game changer. I suppose so, so the question is, what is EHE doing in terms of tech, in terms of a company? Probably worth sharing that, Guy? Yeah, I think so, absolutely. So, we, you know, we, we, do lead, we do like to lead by example. So, you know, we are building a community platform for entrepreneurs we want to literally build a community of entrepreneurs 
who want to find out information like this, not just on the technology, actually. It could be, you know, Gary's speciality is from the funding side of things, as well as being a serial entrepreneur himself, mine's more from the tech side of things. And, you know, what we want to do is provide interesting curated content from various sources around the world and bring it, aggregate it all together and and make it easy for people to consume on our platform. So that's what we're doing. You know, you'll be able to find the podcast, you know, this episode of the podcast and the other ones we've done and the future ones. It'll be able to find the blogs that we've done. There'll be feeds from various specific companies that we really rate. And there'll be a ton of stuff on funding and technology on there from content from all around the world. And actually, we're using technology to make that possible. So without going into all the details, we are using artificial intelligence to produce a virtual Gary and a virtual guy. And we're training this artificial intelligence to go out over the Internet from around about, at the moment, 3,000 websites that we've picked. And it will pick, it will know the kind of stuff that we're interested in and therefore what we think the community will be interested in from a funding point of view, from an entrepreneurial point of view and from a tech point of view. So we're using artificial intelligence in quite a big way to go out and find this content for us automatically. We'll vet it before it goes on the website, but the heavy lifting is done by an AI. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that, you know, when people apply for want to apply for funding, we're going to use some pretty nifty technology behind the scenes to help automate that process and make the experience easier for us from our end, but also more enjoyable from potential clients side of things as well. So, you know, there's other things we're doing, but, you know, that's the gist of how EHE is utilising technology to run its business. I think that's really good. I'd like to go back to, is Virtual Guy and Gary better looking than ourselves? Well, we can make it better looking, Gary, because let's face it. <laughs> we could touch it up and uh, do anything we want. <laughs> I don't think it's got a great starting point, but technology is very good nowadays, so it'd be fine. Good. Vanity comes into it. Yeah, so I think, Gary, you know, I've done a lot of talking here. Do you want to have a chat about the types of companies that we're looking for? We're quite a broad church, actually. We don't want to tag ourselves being a tech product company because we absolutely are not. Do you want to just elaborate on that a little bit? Well, it's probably worth, you know, using real examples without using companies' names, isn't it? I mean, we're due to sort of launch this in Q1, aren't we, next year, really? Probably earlier than, you know, earlier in Q1. That's what our launch is. And as we've been putting this together, companies have approached us already. And I think we've gone from a large leisure company of over 100 million turnover through to a sort of just a tech startup, really, uh, in the banking industry and lots in between. You know, we want to be flexible in how we go about it. We want to back the entrepreneur, but we're very broad in how we look at things. We do want a company to be a bit more mature than the entrepreneur himself or herself. We want them to have a bit of a management and probably, you know, half a million EBITDA so we can help grow that business with some capital and with some know-how. That's really, I think, what we're looking for. But it's got to be fast growth. So the chance of it being non-tech or non-digital e-commerce are got to have that as part of their armory somewhere in the business mix, I think. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah they've got to be tech-led. They've got to digitize their services, their ideas, and have that kind of mindset, I think, the tech-led kind of led mindset. That's going to be important. 
it'll be quite specific, isn't it, in terms of our, as you say, a very simple, it's about 10 questions, isn't it, one of our, you know, we ask the entrepreneur if they're looking for funding, I think it's 10 quick questions and get an answer. Yeah, and it'll either, well, hopefully, if it's a good application, it'll be a conversation with you or I, and we'll see where we are. And, you know, I think, you know, the other thing we can we can just mention very quickly is what we bring to the party. So what we don't want to be is we don't want to be, you know, an investment company that invests and then puts somebody who isn't appropriate on the board and becomes a little bit of an interference as opposed to someone who can genuinely help. And, you know, everything we do, whether that be from an investor or from an investee, we are looking for entrepreneurs who have been there, done it and got the T-shirt and certainly from an investor point of view anyway and you know if we put anyone on the board following an investment it will be with someone with the entrepreneurial mindset so that they support the entrepreneur running the company the the ceo of the company in their endeavors to carry on what got them there in the first place which helped them get past the startup stage get them to a company that is ready for high growth has built a good team around them and they want to push that high growth button and they need funding for it. And, you know, having the right person in place to act as a mentor and someone to bounce ideas off is really important rather than someone who wants to perhaps, you know, help you run the company using a spreadsheet. That's really, you know, close financial control is important, really important. But so is mentoring and having the right people to help you. I think that's put really well. Okay, so... Should we just give, to close off, Gary, should we just give a few examples of where people can, you know, find information on the, you know, on tech and the future of tech? I think that's, yeah, why not? Some people particularly like books and, you know, a bit of direction might be helpful. I think, you know, part of the A360 platform is a few books there, isn't it? Yeah, there is. I mean, you know, Peter Diamand is the guy that we spend a lot of time in his workshops at his event and reading his kind of literature and content because, you know, he really has helped us understand where technology is going, not just, you know, next week, but over the next sort of five to 10 years, really, and and possibly further in some cases. And, you know, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Some of the stuff that he's taught us has been stuff that we just wouldn't have known to even look for never well, mind I think, let me give let me share a quick example before you yeah. share the book Go because i remember last year we went was it last year year before we thought we were going to hear about automatic driving cars and the i think it was jeff holden came on on the platform and said oh no we've done that that's done let's talk about vtols and everyone was like what the hell's vtols which is <laughs> stands for vertical takeoff and landing and they've already got prototypes of these propeller aircraft. Big drones. Uh, People drones. carrying drones. People carrying drones on the top of buildings. And they've actually got them out there trialling them because they've got to be silent because they're going to be operating in city centres. Automatic, take about four to six people, recharge on landing, exchange the people. And by the time it sort of goes again, it's fully charged, electric, off it goes. That's the sort of madness that we get involved in and see what's coming. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that isn't pie in the sky. That, they're building three stations in three cities in the US at the moment that will be the actual trial for this type of transport. This isn't something that may happen. VTOLs are something that are going to happen. And they will I think become, somebody, I think, 
part of our daily lives. And I think the VTOLs will actually do the heavy lifting in terms of the longer journey. So let's just say Manchester to London, for example, and then you're going to get automated cars that will come and take, pick you up from your house, take you to the VTOL station. You'll jump in yeah. this oversized drone, should we call it, that'll whisk you over to London uh, quicker than the, you know, even the, the Virgin train can. And then you'll go to your destination from an automated cab that'll come and pick you up. Just incredible. I think they, someone called it, it's the Jetsons become real, isn't it? Yeah. But I mean, that's For just those one who are old enough to know the Jetsons, a lot of people perhaps listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cartoon, wasn't it? Jetsons in the 19, what, 70s? Yeah. If the, the target audience, Gary, is over 50 that we're in, but I've got a feeling there might be one or two younger than that. <laughs> anyway, listen, just as a closing comment, there's some books out there that I personally would recommend. The three that I'm going to talk about now are by Peter Diamandis. Bold was, a, for me, uh, sorry, Abundance was, for me, an absolute game changer. Yeah, it's, same, it's yeah. a few years old now, but it, the principles still apply. It's well worth the read, and I think it gets updated occasionally as well. So Abundance by Peter Diamond. His next book, Bold, was built on that, and he's just literally this year, I think, bought out a book, which I've got in my hand, and I know this is a podcast, so that doesn't translate very well on a podcast, but it's called The Future is Faster Than You Think, and it talks about not just the technologies of the future, but how these technologies converging is where the real power is. So, you know, the ability to use high-speed high 5G communication channels to a 3D printer in another country to print, you know, pretty much anything nowadays. It could be a car part. It could be an aeroplane part. It could be any number Loading, of things. That it could boom. Be yeah, absolutely. So it's the convergence of technology, actually, which is where the power's at. So there's three books I wholeheartedly recommend. If you want a futurist in the UK, there's a guy called Tom, Tom Cheeseman, and I'm just reading one of his books now, which has just come out called Future Proof Your Business. So that's what it does on the tin. So that's it, really. I've got, you know, I think we've kind of covered everything, haven't we, Gary? Yeah, brilliant. Good communication. All right, well. Thanks, everybody. Georgia, thank you very much for chairing this and giving us the hand signals as to when we should shut up. And I think we've probably gone a few minutes over, but there we go. We can't stop talking. It was thank all you. good stuff. Thank you both. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website, ehe.capital, for further insights and to join the EHE community. 